Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Air Power Hour. This week, I had the opportunity to sit down with an enlisted sessions recruiter out of Chicago, Tech Sergeant Renee Polk. Since March is Women's History Month, I thought it was fitting to showcase yet another amazing female airman doing great things in the Air Force. Tech Sergeant Polk was quite literally born into the Air Force. Both of her parents proudly served and retired as enlisted members. After traveling all over the world with her family, Tech Sergeant Polk finally settled in Florida, where she played college basketball at West Florida University. Tech Sergeant Polk enlisted at the age of 25 and has been following in her parents' footsteps as a stellar airman. She explains that no matter what is thrown at you, to trust the process and have a great mindset while doing so. It was great to sit down with Tech Sergeant Polk. She beams positivity and will be sorely missed when she leaves the 347th Recruiting Squadron. But without further ado, I give you Tech Sergeant Renee Polk. To all units, proceed to your post assignment. All units, proceed to your post assignment. Welcome to the Air Power Hour. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Air Power Hour. Tech Sergeant Check here, and this week I am very excited to have Tech Sergeant Renee Polk enlisted a sessions recruiter out of Chicago here uh, to sit down and talk with me this week. So, Sergeant Polk, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sergeant Check. So, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here because I, you are one of the people that when I started this podcast, I knew you, you've been here for a while and you're getting ready to leave. Uh, but I wanted to get you on the podcast before you left because, you know, I know you have an amazing story and uh, I, I just can't wait to hear it. Yes, I'm just, again, I'm just excited to be here and finally get my chance to be on Air Power Hours. So yes. Let's get into it. All right. Yeah. Let's get into it. Um, so we're going to start off in the beginning, uh, like we always do here on the Air Power Hour. Uh, and can you tell me uh, when you decided to join the Air Force and kind of why you decided to take the Air Force as uh, your career path? Definitely. So that's a a question that goes back to childhood, mm -hmm. uh, because just a little background, both my parents were actually enlisted, Wow! met in the Air Force, 10 years later into their career, we came, me and my yeah. brothers. So uh, growing up in the Air Force, I always had, you know, kind of firsthand look at what that lifestyle looks like. And yeah. so at age 11, I used to walk around on the weekends in my mom's uniform and <laughs> stand in the in the mirror and salute and like you know, I could see I could see this happening yeah. so um that was when I said one day I know I will be in the air force fast forward um I didn't actually begin the process until I was 25 oh wow yeah a lot of life <laughs> in between there uh, back and forth, but I had the opportunity to go to college and play uh, the sport that, you know, got me some scholarships. So I played basketball. And, oh, nice. Yes, sir. And I graduated um, from University of West Florida with my bachelor's. And um, I was working, you know, about three years after that. And I was just like, you know what? Uh, I, I did everything that I could, but it took me back to that memory at 11 years old when I said, you know, I'm going to join. Um, I did try to, you know, I thought about commissioning, but yeah. I was just ready to get started. So I really? said, you know what? I had an awesome childhood <laughs> and yeah. got to live all around the world before I was even 11 years old. 
Um, so I said, let's just do it. Let's let's get in and and get this career started and and see where the Air Force takes me. So that's kind of how it, it developed um, since yeah. I, since I knew at eleven. So how was it? So you are the first person on the Air Power that we've had as a guest on here that have had two parents that were active duty enlisted. Yes. So how was that? I mean, how was that growing up? Oh, so, I mean, with all transparency, you know, I didn't appreciate it um, as early as I probably should have because, you know, being um, having to move Mm -hmm. every four to five years, I was just like, come on, (laughs) I just made these friends and now I got to go. So, I mean, I was born in Hawaii and and I still haven't seen Hawaii (laughs) yet, you know, with my own grown up eyes. I mean, I was only there for six months and then to go from Hawaii to Colorado Springs and then from Colorado to Vandenberg, Vandenberg to Italy, you know, every each time it just got a little bit more challenging to, to leave. But Looking back, you know, um, seeing just the life of service that my parents just tirelessly gave of themselves, uh, not just, you know, for themselves and for the country, but for us to give me and my brothers a a better outlook on life and and to instill those principles early of, you know, service before self, excellence in all that you do and, you know, always obtaining and upholding your integrity. Um, It began at a young age. Yeah. And so looking back through all the life and trials that I had to go through to get here, um, I'm grateful for that. And so now, you know, being in the Air Force and when service calls or, you know, there's um, assignments that you have to fulfill, then it's there's no question about it. I'm ready. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And you're and you're cultured. You know, Mm -hmm. it's tough when you're a kid, obviously, because. You know, you do have to say goodbye to your friends <laughs> yes. and, and uh, it's that's that those social interactions and, and friendships are really important when you're mm-hmm. when you're growing up. But I mean, you you got to travel all over the country. <laughs> you yes. lived in Italy. Yes. One I of mean, my favorites. <laughs> that's crazy because when where I grew up, everybody was from that place mm-hmm. and it wasn't a military. There wasn't a lot of like military moving in and out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know that it was just like, oh, everybody lives here and this is where we stay and grow up and mm-hmm. graduate. So having that kind of transient lifestyle of of moving around, obviously it's it's tough on on your families, but yeah. uh, I think it you know it, it's it's pretty cool to be able to look back and be like, yeah, I, I grew up in Italy and born in Hawaii. And, okay, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, people don't believe. It. I'm like, yeah, I, I climbed Mount Mount Vesuvius, and yeah. you know, I sip tea in, in Pompeii, yeah, you know, and it's like looking back, and that was my normal life, and people, yeah. are like, what? That's cool. I'm like. You know what? I guess that was pretty cool. I just was. And to even think of, you know, uh, there was one point where I was like, send me back to Florida. I don't want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, and right? I'm like, send me back to Italy. I now, know, right? you know? So it's it's kind of funny how life pulls everything full circle. Yeah. Yeah. And now did both of your parents uh, retire? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So my my father, he retired um, out of Vandenberg um, in 94. Um and that gave him the opportunity to continue to travel with us. So it's always been a blessing that we, even though the Air Force, you know, had both my parents had their own different assignments. We yeah. were always together. They always worked so hard to keep us together. And so and then my mom retired in 99, I believe, um, from Eglin, which is Florida is home. So yeah. and then that's where um, 
ironically, they met at Herbert. <laughs> so oh, wow. their whole career full circle. came full circle. And so a lot of our family, um, because of my mom's original assignment there at Herbert, moved down from Pennsylvania and my dad's from Louisiana. So, you know, all of that family and all that time that we kind of, I felt that we missed, you know, made up for it. Um, because then the second half of my life, you know, growing up in little bitty old Crestview, Florida, yeah. <laughs> 20 miles north of, of Eglin Air Force Base, then I was like, okay, when are we leaving again? Yeah, right. <laughs> but it was like, nope, we here now. So yep. yeah, they're finally ready to just settle sit. down. They're like, they ain't yeah, going nowhere still. else. So, so yeah, Crestview is home to me. But um, again, like I said, I, I'm so appreciative of the the cultured and, yes. and the, the, um, just the life that I was able to live prior to that coming back to Florida. Yeah, well, I want to thank your parents for their service oh, to our country. You. I mean, that yes. that is amazing. And um <laughs> them making the the hard choices to take care of their family mm -hmm. and and stay in for the entire 20 years that that is uh really amazing Absolutely. so um, shout out to your parents that that's shout awesome out mom. shout out dad yeah <laughs> yes. for real and uh and they they raised their daughter to to have the great ideals and values and, and look what you're doing now yes. so that i mean they got to be so proud Oh, I see him beaming, you know, and it's funny because now the older I get, you know, I look just like my mom and she's like, yeah. I'm, I'm looking in the past. <laughs> I see myself. <laughs> yeah. so, so I was like, I just hope I'm making you proud. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. For sure. So now you you said you didn't you didn't join until you were 25 years old mm -hmm. and, and you had the opportunity to go play basketball. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, growing up, you know, in this competitive state of Florida, mm -hmm. you know, had the opportunity to um, play very competitive. Uh, I actually went junior college uh, right out of high school to Santa Fe Community College at the time. Um, shout out Coach Stebbins. Yeah. <laughs> and where she took a chance on a young, short two guard. You know, I yeah. wanted to play. I wanted to be the shooter. Um, but, you know, my height kind of pushed me into that point guard, two guard. And uh, so I didn't have a lot of scholarships coming out, but I was determined to compete and play and given that opportunity to play those two years at Santa Fe Community College. And then I did go one year out to uh, Langston University in Oklahoma. Okay. Shout out Coach Rogers, Coach Green. They stayed on me and, yeah. and worked my butt off to, um, you know, get to the success on that team. Um, but I ended up getting hurt um, my junior year, mm. which led me back to University of West Florida, where I finished out. Shout out Coach Bergen, who gave me that scholarship. I was just on campus. She recognized me from wow. high school. She was like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, man, I got hurt, and I'm just finishing up school. And she was like, come to the tryout. I want to see where you're at and went out there and basically walked on and got a scholarship to finish up my, my senior year. So I don't take any any of my athletics for, for granted. Um, if anything, it even started that um, discipline yeah. uh, for the Air Force, which I'm grateful to have even, you know, had those opportunities and compete on um, on that level on that collegiate level so yeah for sure I, I so I grew up playing basketball basketball <laughs> is my passion okay and uh, I before I joined I played um, I played I started out on a juco team okay um, and I the discipline mm. yeah you're right <laughs> like it is a different ball game when you go to from the high school level to the collegiate level like off-season workouts yes. and I was like oh, I'm not used to this 4 30 uh, wake up yeah. uh, track meets and track yes, runs yep. and weight rooms yes yeah, so yeah, I remember that so 
Yeah, I can tell. I, I, I know that the discipline was instilled for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so then you decide to join the Air Force. Yes. <laughs> and what kind of, uh, it's kind of crazy to think, I mean, you had a four-year degree, but you just wanted to, you just wanted to leave. So what was the mm -hmm. process? I mean, was it a long process for the, the line officer? So, um, and that's funny because, yeah, I'm, it, you know, it's coming full circle again, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, the, the boards, you know, they only meet. Uh, like okay. twice a year and so coming in with a, a bachelor's in exercise science and sports management I wanted to go through the physical therapy route because sure. originally in college I wanted to be an athletic trainer or you know personal trainer in that aspect trying yeah. to help uh, athletes develop and so um, that didn't quite work out I couldn't even get a job as a PT tech with Dang. a four-year degree and I mean, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they told me go to school for four years and you start your career. And they're like, you don't have any experience. You don't have any work experience. And yeah. I'm like, I work at a gym. I don't know yeah. what else how am I to supposed do, to, right? How am I supposed to get experience if you won't hire me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I said, you know what? All right. That's cool. And I, I spoke to an officer recruiter um, there at um, UWF. They were more mm -hmm. on the ROTC side. And he was like, yeah, you can get into ROTC program. You have to, you know, stay at least two years. And so I was going back and forth with the, you know, I only had one year left. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I do stay, that's going to be money coming out of my pocket. Mm -hmm. And I'm already, even though I was on scholarship, I still had to take out some loans. And so I was $10,000 in debt. Yeah. And so I was like, ah. and now at this point, you know, mom and dad were like, hey, you got through college. <laughs> we we got you to this point. Get in the Air Force and yeah. go, you know, spread your wings, like get yep. out of Florida. And I was so I'm just stubborn, old hard headed. And I know I'm going to make it work. I'm going to yeah. make it work. I ended up um, actually uh, helping one of my AAU coaches who was coaching at my alma mater. He was like, hey, come. I got the coaching gig here. Yeah. Help me out. So that's what kind of. I said, I'll do this for a year while I prepare to go to the Air Force. And, you know, the competitive nature uh, mm -hmm. we, every year. Uh, I was only supposed to be there for one year, but it ended up being three years because every year we got closer and closer to the championship. Yeah. And then finally, I was like, you know, the cutoff age uh, to come in and enlisted at that time was 27. Yeah. And so even though to come in as an officer, I believe was 35. Um, I didn't have the, I had a like degree, but it wasn't a technical degree that they needed. Sure. And so they were like, while we want you, we just don't need this degree right now. So yeah. if you want to wait, you can wait. But I'm like, you know, I saw those bills piling up and I was like, I know the life that I could have, especially with it just being me, mm -hmm. no kids. Um, I was like, you know, and then at that time, which they've just brought back the college loan repayment program. Yeah. Um, I was actually working with a, a young woman, Joanna. Shout out to Joanna because she was like. Renee, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Go talk to my husband. He's an Air Force recruiter, uh, Master Sergeant Davis. Shout out. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I went down there and talked to him, and he was like, you know, the first thing he said is, you know, the Air Force is great. We we don't need you, but you need the Air Force. And he yeah. was like, he was like, we can, I, I mean, I know you have the the credentials to go to become an officer, but you got to get in. 
mm-hmm. got to get in. He was like, and this, you need the Air Force. <laughs> so yeah. he kind of left that with me. And I was like, you know, humbled me because he was like, you know, growing up, I, I knew like, I have a degree, I'm educated, <laughs> I'm ready, but time, right? So that's what kind of pushed me to that enlisted side. So I was yeah. like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're next thing you know, enlisting. taking that ASVAB and then I'm going up to MEPS and he's stepping me through each step of that process. And, and I'm like, you know what? OK, I've, I'm ready to do this. So I finally got to that first step, which was that commitment mm-hmm. um, before I even looked at any of those jobs, because yeah. at this point, you know, I knew how the process worked a little bit. Yeah. Um, looking back, I didn't know nothing, <laughs> but I knew a little bit. And I was like, I know they're going to tell me what I'm going to do and they're going to tell me where I'm going to live and when to eat, when to sleep. Yep. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that's what I need. Yeah. And so originally, you know, looking at going back to that age 11, when I was like, you said you was going to do this. Now submit to this process and just see where where it takes you. And yeah. so I, that's kind of how I chose that enlisted over over the officers because I knew you know I needed to be amongst those that was going to pull that potential even further out of me. Yeah. Um, and to just totally submerge myself into into the Air Force at that time. Yeah. So what job did you? What was your first job in the Air Force? <laughs> I know you're a recruiter now, but what what was the job that you got? Um, out of basic training. Yes. Yeah, so that's a funny story because, you know, I, I I was one of those that was, okay, I, I'm play this game. I know how this works. You're going to yeah. tell me I'm going to go here and it's going to do this. So um, get down to first job counseling. And I was like, you know what? I, want, I really want a medical job. <laughs> I was that recruit. Yeah. I was like, I, I got my degree in exercise science. I have, I'm trying to become a physical therapist. So this is the path that I want, you know? Yeah. And he, he so graciously just sat there. It was like, okay, yep. Say more. <laughs> and then I'm like, so I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for this medical job. And he was like, and waiting you shall do. <laughs> yeah. Because he was like, I'm telling you right now, you know, the way that this works is you got to be willing to go in that direction that, you know, the Air Force needs. Mm-hmm. And um, if, you know, if not, then you will wait yeah. <laughs> until you get to that point of something opens up that we need. And so I said, OK. So I waited and I waited and I waited. I said the whole reason for me going enlisted <laughs> was to start my career. Yeah. And so I'm like, OK, sorry, Davis. He was like. You ready now? Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, I'm ready. So I ended up going open administration because um, I, I still the originally what he told me, he's like, if you want that medical job, you got to be willing to go open, yeah. go to basic training and pick your job open general. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. That's too risky. So I yeah. said, I, that's when he said, OK, you, I'm telling you how you can get you have the degree, you have the credentials. Go down there and select physical therapy if it's open. And so I ended up um, going into open administration because previously mm-hmm. I know my dad. He came, he was personnel for 20 okay. years and my mom was uh, calm. So nice. So I knew those were outs and I was like, well, I'll take my chance on personnel. If it's admin, I know I kind of grew up in that environment. And yeah. I was like, if it's on there, then that's the route I need to go. I get the basic training. And at that time, we didn't do job counseling, I believe, until like six weeks. So it was a week before graduation. And job counseling, got two jobs on the list. Aviation management, 
and personnel. No. <laughs> like, two jobs, no brainer. I'm only going to select personnel. And we go through the interview. And at the end of the interview, the uh, liaison is like, you have any questions? I'm like, yep. So did I get personnel? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, we'll see. <laughs> well, fast forward, week seven, graduation. We get in our jobs. We're looking at where we're going. Open up that letter and do it. To my behold, it is aviation management. <laughs> so oh. aviation management was the first career field that I came into. And um, again, being transparent, you know, 25-year-old controlling Renee, uh, I wasn't too excited about yeah. it. But that was the moment of, you know what, submit to the process. Because yeah. if you go into this negatively, thinking, you know, oh, life is going to, to just suck at this point, then yeah. it will. So I said, you know what? I know nothing about aviation management. I um getting a whole chance to learn something new. Yeah. And so I swallowed my pride and, and sucked it up. And I was like, you know what? Let's go after this. So I was uh, one Charlie Oscar for what, about, well, I'm still am by heart. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I did that job for about, Four and a half, five years before um, I actually transitioned to the uh, wing at Luke Air Force Base and worked uh, uh, exec duties for okay. two years before coming into recruiting. Nice. So how did I mean, did it did it, being in aviation management, did it change your opinion of or change your kind of outlook on how you thought about aviation management? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't have probably had a better introduction to my Air Force career than through aviation management. Yeah. We, I mean, when, when we talk about air power, you know, we talk about, you know, you think of Top Gun or you think of, you know, F-15s, F-16s, F-35s. And, and that was the um, pretty much the program that I actually got to come into my first duty station at wow. Air Force Base. We were, our mission was to train the world's greatest fighter pilots. And yeah. so while I'm not a pilot, um, I pretty much live vicariously through them, oh, yeah. uh, through the training that they received. Cause my job was to literally make sure that they were qualified to get into that cockpit every day um, you know, track the flying schedules, uh, seeing the flying budget, you know, the seeing how the operations and the organizations of the Air Force work together to complete that mission. So it was awesome. Um, I mean, the leadership that I was um, under, you know, coming into a, a smaller enlisted section of a, of a squadron where majority of your your peers and your coworkers are our senior officers. Yeah. Um, I got that that feel because, you know, I said originally I wanted to be an officer and, yeah. and come in commissioned. And so still having that enlisted world to operate in, to learn, to be to develop. Um, I was being developed by our commanders and, yeah. and our, our our nation's leaders right now. So it was awesome. Yeah. And now you went. Did you you went to Luke? That was your first Yep. <laughs> where where is Luke Air Force Base? Luke Air Force Base is in Glendale, Arizona. So Ooh. it's on the west side of Phoenix. Nice. So not not a bad location for our first duty station. Yeah. Again, you you'll you'll see a pattern of my thought processes. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm leaving Florida to go to the desert. Um, so a 
And when I first got out there, it was in the middle of summer, uh, June. And so it was 120 degrees. Oh, yeah. But um, but it was awesome because, you know, it was just the environment, you know, to um, I mean, you have you always go into your first duty station or any duty station. Like, what is my leadership going to be like? What are my coworkers going to be like? And to arrive at Luke and to be under, you know, the 308th fighter squadron and to meet my, my, she's still a friend, you know, uh, master Sergeant Fimbres now, uh, Michelle, you know, she was an airman at the time, uh, to kind of take me under her wing and she, I'm gonna show you everything that you need to know about this job. That's and then, awesome. you know, Sergeant Taylor, who just instilled in me, go to the AFIs, go to the AFIs and teach me, you know, the, the basic principles and fundament fundamentals of becoming, you know, a, a very technical and just knowledgeable SARM, which is just, you know, acronym for Squadron Aviation Resource Manager. Um, I was just blessed to be under that and, yeah. and to cover it all. Sergeant Green, you know, I got to shout out all of them because yeah. so many people that just helped, you know, pour into me and develop who I am today. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I've noticed throughout this podcast is that you've been <laughs> calling a lot of people, giving yes. them shout outs by name. So it Seems like you've had a lot of really good mentors. Yes. Uh, even before you join, you know, with your collegiate athletic yes. career and coming up, so um, I think that's really important to have mm-hmm. have individuals like that that can pave the way for your success. Yes. Um, no, so. absolutely. I mean, I can't, I can't think thank them enough. You know, and I know I'm trying to just <laughs> try to I can't call out everybody but you yeah. know just uh it's taking me down memory lane as you know we're having this yeah. conversation I'm just like wow you know this person uh it's just it's amazing how you see the pieces of the puzzle kind of come together and and I'm just you know eternally grateful for all of that yeah so. and that's what this podcast is all about <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to open up those that memory box yes. and think of all those people that that helped us get to where we're at Mm -hmm. and um you know obviously you're a successful person now so um you know it's pretty cool to have those those people in your in your corner for sure so you do your assignment as aviation uh resource management Mm -hmm. um and now you're a recruiter yes so how did that process happen for you oh okay so um working like i said i went i did that job for about four and a half, five years. Um, There's a deployment in between there. And so when I returned from my deployment back to Luke, um, I was by name requested to go work up at the wing. They were having some personnel change outs and gaps. And they're like, hey, we want you to take over the front office and make sure that, you know, the correspondences and and all the um, just uh, communications for the most part gets funneled, you know, to the general. I'm like, I don't know nothing about this job. I mean, yeah. I'm a one Charlie. I need to get back to my squadron. But, you know, when, again, going back to that that mindset of, hey, when when assignment needs to be taken and it's called upon, you just say, okay, yes, sir. So I went up there and, you know, definitely was kind of thrown into uh, an administrative fire, yeah. <laughs> what I call it. Um, and so every skill set was tested, but also fine-tuned. Um, which transitioned into recruiting because obviously that put me at 
um, about six and a half years at Luke Air Force Base. Yeah. And it was time to do something different, uh, which we call that designated special duty. Yeah. <laughs> and so seeing how that uh, process worked, you know, I just started preparing my mind, said, OK, when I'm called, not if, because obviously too much is given, much is required. That's right. What would I see myself doing and and what can I start preparing for? So it came down to MTI, MTL, and recruiting. Mm -hmm. And not to go too far back, but I remember sitting with my recruiter during that job counseling time after he was kind of shot my dreams down of going into the med <laughs> group. I remember asking him, well, how do I get your job? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because during that time as I'm, you know, writing down my pros and cons and where I could see myself, I went back to that memory. I was like, I did say, you know, if I didn't commission in the first half of my career um, and I stayed in and I chose to stay in, then I would see what this recruiting world was all about. Yeah. So it came down to, I was like, okay, out of all three of those, I could see myself as a recruiter. Yeah. Because I already felt like, you know, I did that. <laughs> Everybody yeah. was always asking me about the Air Force and what I thought. So I was like, you know what? I could see that. So that was a year before I was actually selected because um, my name did get brought up and I was and eventually, you know, put up on that DSD list. Yeah. So during that time, it... um it wasn't quote unquote volunteer, uh, but just know that it's coming. So yeah, I said, well, sure. I'd rather have a choice, <laughs> yeah. you know, on, and at least put my my two cents in. Um, and so I put down on that DSD list, you know, recruiting number one and then MTL and then uh, and, uh, tech school instructor. That's what I that, that was my hope. My dream yeah. list. So got picked up for recruiting. So you got picked up for recruiting and then you you find out that you're going to Chicago. <laughs> so is there any significance behind coming to Chicago? Oh, not yet. But at the same time, that story is being built. So that would yeah. probably be part two air power hour. But yeah. um, I originally was, you know, trying to get back home, mm -hmm. trying to go somewhere in the south. You know, I saw myself in Georgia or Florida, Alabama. Um, and then when I get the list, it's all northeast. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, so this gets interesting, and I, you know, I was like, maybe this wasn't the, <laughs> the path for yeah. me, but it's too late. Yeah. So I again, you know, took that pride, humbled myself. I'm like, you know what? I've been through here, been through there, so let's just see what this is about. And Chicago was a critically manned um, uh, assignment, mm -hmm. and so I knew I was like, well, never been here. I researched every <laughs> state and every city that was on that list to kind of see, you know, okay, where do I see myself? And then kind of researched, you know, some demographics and to kind of see what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Still don't know the whole picture, but um, Chicago was like number nine or 10 on my list. And um, then when, when the actual selection came out, yeah, I was picked for Chicago. So I was like, all right, well, at least I kind of knew or had an idea of, uh, you know, what it what it was all about, but had no clue. <laughs> yeah. Now you've been here for, what is it, three years? Three years, now? 2019. And, and how has Chicago been for you oh, over man. three years? Chicago's been, you know what, it has been good to me. Um, yeah. I'm definitely not complaining. Um, going through COVID, kind of mm. disrupted a little bit of I feel the the recruiting world itself yeah but um this team has been awesome 
You know, I couldn't have asked for a better flight, better squadron to introduce me to recruiting. Uh, oh, man, shout out to B-Flight because yeah. <laughs> I was the last to come in through my uh, recruiting team. And so, I, you know, and then I got here in August of 2019 and then January of 2020. Uh, things started to shift, and by March of 2020, we were knee deep into COVID. So, yeah, um, dang. attacking those challenges through the recruiting world, um, man, you know, our recruiters just we just came together and was like, we're gonna we're in this together, and and let's make it happen. So, that's that's that side of Chicago that brought us all together, um, and then. Now that, you know, COVID is over, um, I've just had the opportunity to make some just awesome community connections, you know, um, through the incentives that, you know, we are um, trying to put that Air Force footprint out yeah. there. Um, and it's just been awesome. So I, yeah. I'm enjoying it and I'm excited, you know, to continue to be here. Yeah, I know that you've had you you've made created a pretty good relationship with the uh, WNBA team, the Chicago Sky. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Shout out to Yes. He's um, he's the uh, um, team representative for the uh, executive marketing staff. Nice. And so and the ticket sales. So, you know, he actually reached out to me when I was in the office and found my number and was like, hey, I'm prior army. Uh, I want to make I want to do something big here in Chicago and we want to bring our military into this. So I was like, oh, man, it's a godsend because, you know, with my history with basketball and I love the sport. And then, you know, I did have an opportunity to work a little bit with the Phoenix Mercury in oh, when nice. I was in Phoenix. So I was like, OK, I could extend this. I know a little yeah. bit. And so, you know, we just started, you know, planning on how we can you know, merge both entities to, you know, just build that community relationship. So, um, yeah, it's been awesome to to work with with them and and to, you know, I, I said the the sky is he owns here in Chicago and and we own the sky. Yeah, <laughs> so let's bring it together. And, and it's, you know, it's history in the making, but um, it's been an awesome you know journey thus far to to work with them and and just great things to come. So. I have to ask because people who don't know Sarm Polk, she <laughs> is an absolutely amazing singer. <laughs> she is so good. She has done the national anthem at a lot of our events. And she, the last one she did, she did it at a retirement so ceremony for our former production superintendent, Senior Master Sergeant Canella. And I was standing there while she sang and I literally had goosebumps. Oh, it was so guy. good. <laughs> Um, her and her sister, Takiya Robinson, yes. just have such beautiful voices. Thank you. Have you ever had the opportunity to sing the national anthem at a Sky game? Not at a Sky game. Ooh, they're missing out. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Dewan, you're missing out. <laughs> no, um, but I have uh, this past Christmas, I was um, allotted the opportunity to open up the national anthem for, um, oh, my gosh. The USO, um, oh, for the gala, their, the not the gala, but it was the um, tribute to the uh, salute the troops for oh, nice. the Christmas program, and I believe, oh God, <laughs> my memory now, 
Lee Greenwood. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes Lee Greenwood. Yep. He he. Um, it was uh, broadcast. You know, he he's the author, well, the writer of Proud to Be an American. Yes. So you know that was that was probably the the biggest uh, national anthem stage <laughs> that I was able to you know uh, participate in. But that was pretty awesome. And yeah, yeah. I just I look at you know the gifts and and the talents that I've been you know just given and, and the privilege of, of being able to do that is, uh, you know, that's my way of giving back, yeah. uh, you know, to, to our country and, and to those that have gone on before me. Yeah. And I know that you have, we were talking earlier, but I know you have some things in the work about possibly releasing some music and. Yes, that is coming. Um, definitely, you know me, I'm, I'm always excellence in all that we do. So, yeah. uh, fine tuning those skills be, and, Hence, you know, kind of bringing that back to Chicago, yeah. um, music capital of the world and being able to be just amongst a lot of just great uh, talent and, and individuals that pour into me every day, um, whether it is through, you know, music or, or um, you know, military. Uh, it's it's an honor to be here and to develop, too, as well. So music is coming. Um, and then being able to help all those other ones that, you know, aspire to have that that dream as well and go after it. It's all about those disciplines, you know, uh -huh. and, and fine tuning the the, ca the craft and the skills that you have. So I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, the Air Force has allowed you the opportunity to, to do some of these national anthem things to, you know, to continue your your love of singing. And, yes. <laughs> and then, you know, just having that opportunity to to continue that singing yes you know that, that's that's really cool yeah no i i take that and i know i'm kind of going off a little bit but my dad when he served he was actually in uh, a lot of people don't know about tops and blue um yeah it, it is still a career field but back then it was volunteer mm -hmm. and uh that's kind of where he started you know his um journey through singing and, and recording. So I grew up in, in that environment, you know, where he had his home studio and, and all my Air Force uncles would come over and they'd be practicing. And I remember going to, you know, a lot of the bass theater. Um, they would have programs that they would be uh, rehearsing for. So it's been instilled in me for a long yeah. time. And, you know, to be able to grow um, in the Air Force and develop and then to just see, you know, what is going to come from this you know i just i just enjoy the ride <laughs> yeah it's really cool you're you're like a product of the air force yes. you know you were born into this mm -hmm. and then you were raised through this and yes. now you're carrying on that legacy of your parents absolutely uh, that's really cool tradition of honor legacy of valor <laughs> yes absolutely yes. so uh there's a couple questions mm -hmm. uh, before we wrap this up. Um, we've had such a good conversation. I've loved this. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I'm sorry. I'll no, talk all no, day. <laughs> you are so great to have on. It's just I, I love your attitude. It's it's super positive. Oh, um, thank you. And uh, so a couple questions before we wrap it up. Mm -hmm. um, the first one, uh, and again, these are ones that I ask every single episode. Um, but the first one is, what's the best piece of advice or mentorship that you've gotten in your time mm -hmm. being in the air force or even before with your parents being uh, enlisted members that that you'll take with you for the rest of your life oh man the, the best piece is so much um I'll, I'll i'll keep it kind of tailored to the air force here so 
The first piece, um, I would say as an enlisted member and even as an airman, big A, capital A, right? Yeah. Um, you always want to prepare to stay in, but you always prepare when you do leave because mm-hmm. uh, you never know when that time will come for you. Everybody's journey is different. So I know I remember getting to Luke Air Force Base and in my first year, there was a retired master sergeant there. Shout out Glenn Colvin. Um, He was working in civilian uh, section of our um, squadron. And he was like, you always prepare to stay in, but you always prepare to get out because you never want to stop seeing where you see yourself at in the next five years. Um, And then you work backwards from there. So that was always a piece of advice that I took uh, for my career um, and even, you know, kind of bled into my life as well. Because, you know, when you retire, to me is when you're done here on Earth. (laughs) So always be preparing and just kind of be open to where life takes you from there. Yeah, that's great advice. I love (laughs) that. Yeah, I got to start doing that because I've got. 17 years in now so i'm almost there i'm I'm trying to get there (laughs) but i'm working on it so the the last question i have for you sergeant polk Mm -hmm. is if i was a brand new airman i just graduated from basic training and i had the opportunity to sit down with tech sergeant renee polk Mm -hmm. what kind of advice would you give a brand new airman that is about to embark on their air force journey have fun have fun enjoy this time And don't, when you feel life getting super stressful, just breathe. (laughs) Yeah. Just breathe. Look to your right, to your left. You got a brother over here. You got a sister over there. And just know you're going to make it. That's it. Like, And when you can, the sooner you can wrap your brain around that, everything else that you're working hard towards, whether it's rank, whether it's uh, career, whether it's school, whatever it is, it's going to come because you reap what you sow. Yeah. I see a lot of people take that in a negative context. Oh, if I treat you bad, then negative karma is going to come on me. No, if you do those things that are good, you keep your mind on those things that are true and 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 just worthy of thoughts, <laughs> that of thinking, then all of that is going to come back to you. So just have fun, submit to the process, and enjoy the ride. Yes. And I'm glad that you said submit to the process again, because that has kind of been a, a continuing theme mm-hmm. uh, with your career. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every day. And it's so much. Hey, it, it's worked out because you have been an amazing team member. Oh, and I know you're getting ready to leave us to go to the a, a new part of recruiting. Yes. Um, staying in the recruiting world. Yep. I'm staying you can't but, get rid of me that so no, fast. <laughs> but, but we are we are going to miss you big time here at 347. So, well, good thing is I'll still be around locally, so yeah. it won't be too too far. But so we'll still be able to you know work together. But yeah. yes, 347 has been amazing these last three years, and I'm so grateful for this opportunity to had even left a little piece of Sergeant Polk here and yeah. to grab so much from. Every single one of you guys. So thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you for coming on the Air Power yes, Hour, Polk. This has been me. amazing. <laughs> um, if every single conversation was as, as fun as this, you know, I'd probably put out more than one every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be but, busy, busy. So, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. So, so thank you for coming on. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, that is Tech Sergeant Renee Polk. 
That's all she wrote. <laughs> and this is the Air Power Hour. Take care, friends. Mm-hmm.